Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting for the Matrix on April the 16th, 2013. For newcomers, help yourself to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Lots of information on it. Uh, audios for download, lots of them. Well over a, a thousand and a half, I think, now for free download. Where I go through the system you're born into and how it's run and how you're living through a scripturally. Uh, those who hold power always make sure they hold on to power in the future. And so they create the future, they direct the future. All businesses do the same thing too, or at least they try to do. But governments certainly are on board on the same agenda under the United Nations and so on into this type of world government, etc. And all the top bankers and, and the World Bank and so on are all part of it too to bring in their global society of tax slaves basically as we bail each other out forever and ever. Amen. So help yourself to the, to the audios, as I say. There's lots of information, too, of the big organizations that got together a hundred years ago to set up foundations, the front foundations, which really comprise the parallel governments. These foundations advise all governments and all kinds of strategies and social policies, and they've been doing it for a hundred years, as I say. And they're all on board with the one agenda. There's a capstone to this pyramid, believe it or not. And they know exactly where they're going. And if they can't get their way, they make events happen, as we well know, too. Nothing new in that uh, in history at all. So help us up to the website. Remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can help me keep uh, ticking on by getting the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And uh, from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use personal checks still, or you can sign cash, or use PayPal, or use an international postal money order from the post office from the U.S. to Canada. And straight donations are terribly welcome as we go through hyperinflation, basically. It's incredible how the prices are skyrocketing, and it means really your, your, your dollars are, are devaluating across the world, too. All currencies are, are going down in purchasing power. And remember, across the world, too, you can also order using um, um, PayPal, or you can use Western Union or MoneyGram to order. And again, straight donations are awfully welcome as we go through all of this nonsense. And plus, to remember, I get an awful hassle here, because I'm not really authorized to be out here at all. And um, I get hassles with even servers and so on, even two different servers uh, last night would give me an awful lot of trouble trying to upload, etc. Because you come under attack by them. You really do. And you're easy pickings as well. Quite easy to do so. That's the real New World Order that you're living under. And, of course, eventually there'll be nobody like me on the air at all. That's where it's supposed to go, down down the road, authorised ones only. And we really are going through big changes, but I've read articles before about um, perpetual war uh, from the military itself, from their own websites. I've read the articles from them from years ago saying eventually... We'll have a perpetual war, just one war, continuous war, as we join uh, forces against other enemies that come along. Uh, and really, there's no stopping between one and the next. And under the guise of terrorism, they simply keep uh, joining more and more onto the list of terrorists. So, uh, in fact, any country that disagrees is now a terrorist country, and they're on the label too. So you're going to live for the rest of your lives 
through perpetual warfare. A sad thing to say, isn't it? And um, as I say, uh, remember too that the end justifies the means with the big world plans and globalism and not only globalism and financial uh, dealings, etc., to, to manage the whole world, but also the cultures all have to be transformed again into the next step of society to make you all prepared for the things that are to come down the road. They're already indoctrinating children into the, the kind of society they'll grow up in and what they have to believe and what they'll also complain about and what they'll protest against as well. All drummed into them from the kindergarten even right through the rest of their lives. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And of course everyone's talking about what happened at Boston with the marathon and so on. And uh, of course there's so much, so many conflicting stories too that it reminded me of uh, articles I've read in the past to do with the government itself that said that they would put out lots of conflicting stories in any major thing that happened. And uh, eventually of course it muddies the water so much that folk just go with the authorised version that comes out eventually. That's what happens. And you always remember, too, uh, that um, conspiracy really is, is really the fact that there's so much evidence pointing to a certain thing. And a court of law is supposed to work that the preponderance of evidence points to whoever did it, even if they deny it. But, of course, in, in the case when governments are behind things, etc., uh, you can't get an admission. That will never come. And that's one thing you really need, of course. That, otherwise, it gets put into conspiracy theory forever. And that's the way everything goes. So you always have to ask who does benefit. And of course the whole agenda of anti-terrorism does benefit from what's happened at Boston and so on. And again, it's been a bit quiet for a while too as far as big things happen apart from the individual school shootings. And you have to see that uh, this is going to try to invent all, all the policies that are going on right now. And... Um, What's interesting, too, is, is that even yesterday when it all happened, before it happened, American Airlines grounds uh, flights due to computer fault, and apparently it cancelled, uh, uh, I think, over 900 flights across the U.S. So once again, you have that odd thing happening with flights getting cancelled en masse before the events happen, and that generally happens when you've got something that's already planned to happen. So you have all these odd things, as I say, just tying into the actual the actual thing. And also, too, a lot of folk have been talking about that uh, the family guy, I've never seen this family guy thing, I don't watch television because it's junk and, and it's pretty filthy too, but it says family guy predicted Boston marathon attacks. It's actually a hoax, it says. And there's somebody spliced two different parts of two different uh, family guy series together to make the hoax video that everyone's been prattling on about. I'll put the link up tonight and you can put it together for yourselves. But as I say, you've got all kinds of theories coming out right now, and all you can really say is the whole idea of the ones who are under criticism, the different organizations like Homeland Security, now have something to go on again and to, to validate their whole, their whole reason for being and who you are again. And there's nothing you can do about it. 
And then today, of course, you also have, have the anthrax scare. Just like 9-11 up came the, uh, the, the thing that happened. It's not anthrax now. It's, it's, it's now called, um, it's ricin, supposedly, that came out and, uh, and so on. And it says, um, that, uh, a letter addressed to a U.S. Senate office intercepted at the U.S. Capitol tests positive for rice and poison. And the poison letter was sent to Senator Roger Wicker from Mississippi at the Capitol. The FBI are now investigating it. So that, but a similar thing happened after 9-11, of course, when, when ones were sent off to different people in, uh, in government and the media, apparently, uh, and after 9-11, and it was anthrax at the time, and they traced it. After, after blaming everybody else about it, they actually traced it to Fort Meade, where they actually create all this stuff in the U.S. So we don't know where this one came from, too. But the odd thing is, too, folk, when they hear the initial responses, when they're really emotionally upset, the, the initial thing sticks in their head, not the following up investigation as to what happened and the fact it came from Fort Meade the last time. They don't forget, remember that part. And all psychologists know that, too, that it's much easier to, to use emotion to imprint in the mind a particular incident than when someone's reading it later on when they're quite calm and, and uh, the real reasons came out, who really did it, etc. So lots of techniques are at work right now. And I remember all the articles I mentioned tonight, too, I put up at cutting, cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the broadcast. And what struck me too with um, these bombings in Boston, again, it, it all ties in with uh, supposedly the, the the firearms laws and so on that are getting passed today. Again, coincidentally, the day after, uh, it's, like, it's almost like the Oklahoma City bombing when when you found that Clinton was trying to get an anti-terrorism put through, bill put through in the 90s. And the folks said, well, why? Nothing's happening. And so they turned it down. At the end of the week, they had the uh, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, up it went, and that weekend it went back on the table and they passed it immediately. So if they can't get what they want, they certainly make the things happen, as far as I can see. And that's nothing new in governments. Governments have done that down through the ages, even to ancient times. But what I thought about too was the fact that um, how the U.S. departments have been buying up all the ammunition in the U.S. so that the, the, the civilians can't get ammunition. And supposedly these bombs, as far as it's made up so far, give off a black smoke, like gunpowder, like the old black powder stuff. And so they'll, they'll definitely tie in uh, that this could be made from bullets. And you could just take part with bullets and, and just put the powder in and so on. And they'll give them another reason to go after the bullets, etc., and powder and all the rest of it. It all ties in just too well. Just, just too well. But uh, that's the way life is, if you can't get... As I say, you'll never get any government ever in history admitting, ever, what they've done. Unless it's a hundred years later, and no one cares, because society is so changed by that time anyway, no one ever cares about it at all. Now, also, this article too, I'll put two articles up on the Ryzen, for, for those who want to read it. But this article also came out, Boston Marathon Bombing, Who Did They Plan to Blame, Is called... It says, you never let a serious crisis go to waste. And uh, it says, and, and what I mean by that is an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. That was Ram Emanuel said that, former White House Chief of Staff to Barack Obama. He says, well, many people might immediately dismiss the concept. Any student of true and unadulterated history has to eventually admit this fact, government exploit crisis. 
And of course we had the same thing again with even 9-11 when one of the top uh, members of the CFR came out and said, let's use this crisis to our advantage. Hillary Clinton said the same thing. They said sometimes they mean to take advantage of the ensuing chaos and aftermath of a disaster they had nothing to do with directly. Other times they create those disasters themselves in order to engineer social and political opportunity. This is in regard to the recent bombing of the Boston Marathon, which killed three people and injured at least 140. I've asked, who do they plan to blame? The unaware and naive will state that they will blame the true culprit behind the attack, of course. Unfortunately, in the past couple of decades, they've seen num- numerous terrorist attacks where the blame was not placed on the true culprit or the blame was extended to totally uninvolved groups and organizations in order to politicize the event. And that's true. So many groups out there with their own ideologies and so on, their own uh, agendas, will, will, will blame uh, particular groups, etc. It says, governments, especially our, our government, squeeze each man-made disaster like a ripe papaya until every drop of sweet advantage can be collected. They use their fear and confusion as license to attack a predetermined list of targets that may or may not have anything to do with original events. They tell the story in a way that suits their end-line interests, and the last thing they're concerned with is helping the public to understand. In the end, what an average citizen sees as authoritative analysis on the facts from their loving leaders is in reality nothing more than an exercise in fantasy. And it's true. As I say, government will definitely exploit this uh, to the limits to the limits, and not just immediately either, they'll, they'll do it in stages as they go along, but they'll refer to it. But it is awfully coincidental that, that the, the, with all the school shootings and so on that happened, and, uh, and then again, uh, this happening just afterwards, they're going to use it to their political advantage to, no doubt at all, City Americans, you can't be safe with all that stuff out there and, and firearms and their, their, their bullets and all the rest of it. You've got to ban it all. And remember, too, the United Nations is, is an organization that every leader back in 1946 signed on to, every government leader, and basically said that eventually the United Nations will be the only force in the world authorized to use force. That's ultimate force, it's called. And governments do the same thing too. In the meantime, they want to authorize all force for their own use. In the meantime, in some countries where they can't defend themselves, and the police are supposed to do it or so, whatever, uh, you, you have the right to die quietly. Don't use force against an attacker. Because only, only authorized people are allowed to use force. You saw the same thing in New Orleans when it got sort of flooded out with the hurricane. Uh, where people tried to use their emergency systems they'd practice and rehearse with, with all the school buses going in to take out people, and they were not allowed in by FEMA. They said they weren't authorized and trained to do it. Only FEMA is authorized, you see. So it's the same kind of idea, too. And folk weren't, folk weren't even allowed to help their neighbors from drownings to stop it, because they weren't authorized to do it. That's the world order you're going into. Also, too, this article says... Um, it's quite a little interesting th- thought as well. It says, is the Boston bombing the moral equivalent of drone strikes? 
And so I've been thinking through this for a while. President Obama was rightly outraged at what happened yesterday at the Boston Marathon. And I hope the perpetrators are brought to justice. At the same time, however, Barack Obama presides over bomb attacks on civilians, and attacks that occur without warning, and attacks that not only kill alleged militants, but women, children, and the elderly, especially when the bombings are launched at weddings, which one would think would allegedly be a joyous celebration, just as the Boston Marathon has been. And then it goes in, while Obama demands justice in the Boston bombings, he's silent about his own role in setting off bombs in overseas countries. As Senator Lindsey Graham is correct, and the U.S. drones have killed about 4,700 people abroad, then we're talking about something that dwarfs the horror of what happened at Boston. It's not to compare it, you understand, but if your, if your government is off slaughtering folk across the seas, and hitting them out the blue, people gathering together and getting bombed out of the blue. They don't even see what's going to hit them, in fact. Uh, then you're going to have retaliation. You will have retaliation. That's, that's nature. You only have it. In fact, they've encouraged, as I say, generations to come of, of endless war by radicalizing the youngsters who naturally are going to fight and fight and fight and fight. That's what happens. This is, this is all about perpetual war. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting for the Matrix and also put up the what's given out by the mainstream, the Globe and Mail, gives you what's known so far from, again, the authorised version uh, about the Boston Marathon and so on. And also, too, tonight I'll put up a, an article that was put up by Harvard Belfer Centre for Science and International Studies back in 2007, I think it was, or 2008 actually, April, April 21st, 2008. And it's called Marathon is a Dry Run Disaster. And it says, Today thousands of runners and hundreds of thousands of spectators are unwittingly taking part in a planned disaster. Yet they're not just safe from harm, except for the variety brought on by running 26.2 miles. They also are participants in an event that will make the citizens of Greater Boston safer in case of natural catastrophe or a terrorist attack. And it goes through all the different things they had planned to do and so on. And I guess they do every year. Now, you can understand, too, with cameras everywhere, that there's nothing that the authorities will not know. These particular bombs were left in rucksacks or whatever, as they claim. And even say, I think, in a couple of articles, and I'll put this up tonight, too, that there were pressure cookers or inside six-liter pressure cookers, actual bomb devices, etc., So they'd have to see them being placed and left there and all the rest of it. I mean, there's nothing they don't know. Guarantee you. And especially when it comes to these big things, they always have lots of cameras all over the place. And there's not a square inch left untouched. And also, too, another one to do with the so-called guy they they, they, uh, thought might be a suspect, uh, the burned Saudi student who ended up in the hospital. Of course, he looked different from the rest, so they grabbed him. And it really had nothing to do with it. They say it's ruled out by the police because in Boston, universities down there, there's lots of Saudi students, very wealthy students from Saudi Arabia. And there's even buildings that the students are put up in. So there's lots of them. This guy just went down to watch it, as far as they say. 
And also, it says, the, this one here, this article says, the bombs that went off at the finish line of the Boston Marathon Monday marked the fifth violent incident to occur during mid-April on U.S. soil in the past 20 years. They do like April, don't they? It says, two people were dead and dozens injured and so on. And it says, federal raid on a religious compound near Waco, Texas, 20 years ago this week. The bombing of a federal building in Oklahoma City, 18 years ago this week. The deadly shooting of Columbia at Columbine High School, 14 years ago this week. And the slaying of 32 people at Virginia Tech University six years ago. Today were four other April tragedies. And it goes through the Waco siege, April 19th, and so on. And Oklahoma City bombing, April 19th. Uh, Columbine High School shooting, April 20th. Virginia Tech University shooting, April 16th, uh, and so on. I'll put that up tonight too for those who are interested in, in following that. Because April's awfully popular, as I say. And also, uh, again, as I say, every, uh, you'll find lots of talk shows out there on the AM, the regular AM shows. And uh, they all have their different spins and agendas uh, and pushing who they think, or who their main target is. It's always the same target that a group will attack, the particular ones that they don't like. And they're using it, of course, uh, to, to attack uh, various groups, etc. And we know, too, that uh, to do with even anti-gun legislation, the firearm legislation, uh, it's really aiming at uh, a lot of Southerners in the U.S., etc. But uh, it's also to do with their ancestry as well. Court rejects appeal over secret IRA tapes at Boston College. And that was April 15th, it says. The, the Supreme Court Monday turned away an appeal that sought to keep interviews with former Irish Republican Army members from being turned over to police in Northern Ireland. And it says uh, the order leaves in place a lower court ruling that ordered Boston College to give the Justice Department portions of recorded interviews with convicted IRA car bomber Delores Price. It says federal officials want to forward the recordings to police investigating IRA's 1972 killings of Belfast widow Jean McConville. This is Price 61, who died in January, and other former IRA members were interviewed between 2001 and 2006 as part of the Belfast Project, a Boston College oral history meant as a resource for journalists, scholars, and historians studying the long conflict in Northern Ireland. Price's death was not considered suspicious. The interviews were supposed to be kept secret until the deaths of the subjects. The researchers who ran the project and conducted interviews have argued that the participants' lives could be endangered if their identities are revealed publicly because they could be branded as informants. And, of course, Britain's going after them still, you see. So it's interesting that that's happening at the same time, too. And some commentators have tried to point towards the IRA, naturally, because that's their particular target. Not so much the IRA. There's a lot of folk got beefs with Ireland right now. Lots of folk have beefs with Ireland and what they represent was a particular, particular group. Even their descendants of them, a lot of them live in the U.S., as you well know. Again, often in, in the southern states, etc. And this one here says, um, it's quite an interesting article to do with uh, Irish boycott. And this is from the, the Jerusalem Post. It says, anti-Israel obsession inexplicably permeates every dis- uh, distant societies divorced from our reality. It says, this undeniable truth does not only apply to outright genocidal enemies, anti-Israel obsession inexplicably permeates the very distant societies. And four days before the most heartbreaking date in our calendar, this is from, Ireland, from uh, Israel, Irish teachers presented us with a new expression of unfathomable animus. 
In its annual Congress in Galway, the teachers of the Union of Ireland unanimously approved a boycott that obliges all members to cease all culture, cultural and academic collaboration with Israel, including the exchange of scientists, students and academic personalities, as well as all cooperation and research programs. So the Teachers Union of Ireland made unsavoury history, became Europe's first academic union to arbitrarily blacklist all Israelis. So he's another uh, a country that's not too too chuffed, you might say, with Ireland too. And then you've got that tie-in with uh, IRA records in Boston. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix. I also put up an article too about the statement from the President of the US on an Israeli Independence Day, which is today. And they go by a different calendar, of course, a lunar calendar, and it varies year to year. Sometimes it goes from April, different parts of April, and even into May, like May Day. But I'll put this article up tonight as well for those who want to know all, all the things that are going on right now to do with the particular time. And also, this article is to do with uh, Reed, uh, Senator Reed. It says here, uh, in a, an apparent uh, slip of the tongue, Harry Reed this morning referred to gun control bill he brought to the Senate floor as anti-gun legislation. So it's a Freudian slip, right? On the anti-gun legislation before the Senate, we're making good progress on the efforts to schedule a series of votes on amendments to the anti-gun violence legislation before the Senate. That's what he said. I'll put the article up tonight. You can actually see a little video or a little clip of him saying it. So they're telling you in the frogging slips what they really mean by it. It's not just making it harder for crazy folk to get holds of firearms. It's anti-gun altogether. That's it. And also... Austria, it says, Austria backs German call for the EU treaty change over banks. We're all run by the gangsters now, as I say, and, and, it's, and of course the big final push for the whole world order is the, the unified banking system. And of course the Royal Institute for International Affairs, a private organization that still helps run the world big time uh, and actually puts their own guys into politics and has done for a hundred years. Uh, the, these guys um, are really pushing for, for what they said a hundred years ago that they would use the bank, the power of the purse at the end of all this to, to make it all happen. And part of it too was the Bank for International Settlements they said they would they set up, which they did. It would be the big one that we could have control over the private central banks of countries and even the EU bloc. And so that they've got exactly what they want. So now they're pushing for more and more mergers and more power over over all the other banks, basically in the whole union. Also, uh, this one here, it says, um, the, the European Commission, the Commission at the top, remember, is not elected by the general public. It's a Soviet system, for those who don't understand it, the EU Parliament. The parliamentarians down below get to go on television and, and lambast each other, some, very, some with good humor, some are very dry. Uh, but they have no real power of uh, stopping bills or altering bills or anything else. The commission at the top are the guys that manage everything. So the, the, the commission says, give us 11 billion euros extra or we could, we could halt the EU payments, it says. And this is blackmail, folks. This is the power of the purse. So the EU would have to halt multi-billion euro payments to the bloc's poorest regions without an extra 11 
billion euro for the EU budget, the members of the European Parliament were told Monday. Speaking at a hearing of the European Parliament's Budget Committee in Strasbourg, Polish Budgets Commissioner Janet Lewandowski admitted that the Commission had cash flow problems. Well, they've always got cash flow problems. They've had billions of money given to them from countries that are borrowing it from the World Bank to give them, to plug the holes in a few countries, the black holes. We're not told where the money goes. Anyway, it's cash flow for everyone's struggle to make cohesion, uh, cohesion payments in the second half of 2013. According to the figures distributed to the MEPs in Strasbourg, the Commission needs an extra 11.2 billion to cover payments for projects across the EU in 2013. Of this 9 billion uh, euros, it's needed to cover EU cohesion policy, what, what superglue or something, which covers infrastructure projects in the poorest regions of Europe, with a further 2.2 billion euros needed to make agricultural payments and EU foreign policy. A total of 2.6 billion euros is needed to cover outstanding bills from 2012 and previous years. Uh, the public now are just literally your tax slaves forever uh, as you go down into austerity, the planned austerity that comes with it naturally. Big gangsters run the world. Gangsters run the Soviet Union. Gangsters still do. And they run the EU run the EU as well. They run the banking systems. Also, to have mentioned in the past that, uh, and read from various articles from uh, psychological magazines and so on, and the psychiatric profession, especially the US, that's really into eugenics, the same as psychiatry is. And uh, they've said many times, even as far back as the 1930s and 40s, that it had to destroy the family unit because the family unit uh, was sick, you see. It passed on old ideas, which actually helped you with your cultural, who you were culturally uh, in past on your history, they called it contamination. And so they wanted to separate children from parents and so on. Bertrand Russell talked about it. He was part of the big projects and so on. And then they found out with uh, scientific socialism indoctrination at school, Russell said that we will, they can leave them with the parents and their only responsibility will, to, will be an economic responsibility. The state will give the new normalities and culture to the children. That's happened long ago. And, um, however, they're still going after children that have families. This is a 15-year-old girl is kidnapped by German police. That's really in there. Germans especially are still getting whacked big time. Given psychiatric evaluation for being homeschooled, kept from her parents after the results of the psychiatric evaluation determined, she shows a disturbing sense of family solidarity. And that's exactly what they said was a mental illness back in the 40s and 50s, after World War II. And they decided to destroy all the various nations. And Germany, of course, was the first target to experiment on. And all other countries afterwards, including the ones that opposed Germany, have all had it done in them too. So I'll put this article up tonight too for those who want to have a little peek at it. Also, this article is quite interesting uh, to do with... Uh, <laughs> this is the former high school librarian and prison chief arrested in the cannibal cop plot to kidnap Cook and eat women and children. And it says uh, Chris Ash, 61, and Richard Mills, 65, were arrested for plotting to kidnap and eat women and children. The FBI arrested Ash and Mills after following the investigation that began with a New York cannibal cop who was found guilty last month. This is, I don't know if this is all getting pushed through internet, or what it probably is, or all the sick stuff that they're watching, like that family guy stuff and all that. 
Men responded uh, to online uh, ads calling for help kidnapping, raping and killing a man's wife, sister-in-law and the sister's-in-law's child. Ash responded and met with undercover officers repeatedly, uh, brought tools that he thought would be helpful, including a taser, ski mask, hammer and forceps. And so, so the former high school librarian and prison chief were arrested today for plotting to kidnap and cook them, the women and the children. The two were arrested Monday morning, stemmed from an investigation at cannibal cop Gilberto Valley, who was convicted on similar charges last month. Chris Ash, 61, is a former male librarian from New York's prestigious Stuyvesant High School, who was arrested by the FBI in his Greenwich Village apartment Monday morning. And apparently they're homosexuals, the guys too, but so they wanted to eat women. I don't know what, maybe it'll help you change or something. I have no idea. But I'll put this up tonight too for those who are interested in all the other weird things that are happening as culture goes down the drain. Because it's getting directed through television and everything you watch down the drain. It's meant to do that. And then government has you all helpless. Oh, you've got to protect you. There's a thousand things they've got to protect you from now. As they add to the lists. And also too, it's interesting, the victim of the Miami zombie attack, remember that one? Uh, it says, uh, graduated from Manhattan's Stuyvesant High School as well. He was at that high school as well. I'll put that up tonight too. What's been going on at Stuyvesant High School, for goodness sake? Also, too, the Swiss bank data, German tax officials launched nationwide raids now. It says German authorities have repeatedly brought uh, CDs containing bank accounts, details of alleged tax offenders. They bought them, actually, from uh, the, the big boys that do this kind of stuff. So that they bought a new CD containing bank account details of thousands of alleged tax evaders, which accounts with accounts in Switzerland, and they conducted 200 raids Tuesday and expect to recoup more than half a billion euros in the last lost tax revenues. Now, even if the countries get this, uh, all, all these taxes and so on, uh, as they make this big push that everyone's going to pay their fair share of taxes, for what crooked banks and the World Bank? These private institutions that are going to run the global economy. Because uh, they're already throwing, as I say, billions. They've got every country in Europe in massive debt that wasn't in debt before to bail out two or three other countries. They have to borrow the money to, to throw out and bail out other countries. So, you can, so this is incredible. This is an extortion racket. That's all it is. Extortion racket. And more folk are going to find tax loopholes to, to, as well because they understand what's going on. I mean, they're going to rob from these folk who are doing the tax evasion, obviously, to, to give to, the, to the, the big world bankers. They're already plundering other countries and stealing folks' accounts and everything because they just can't make uh, the, the, their equations meet up and equal so-and-so. Gangsters are gangsters. This is quite an interesting article too. It says how the CIA helped Disney conquer Florida and buy super cheap land that is above the law. It says Disney World's special legal arrangements help it avoid tax and regulation. A new book claims that the laws which underpin the two phantom cities it sits on require office holders to own property there. That defies provisions in the US and Florida constitutions against such laws. Disney conspired with the CIA to buy up cheap land in Florida for Disney World and orchestrate a unique legal situation that makes the theme park above the law. The company took advice from former CIA agents and lawyers to engineer statutory grounds which still allow Disney World to avoid taxation and environmental regulation. 
The special legal situation underpinning this site is not only unconstitutional, it's claimed, but allows the company to avoid any inconvenient decisions democratically taken at the local level. In 2005, the then Chief of Florida's Bureau of Fair Rides Inspection summed up the punity with which Disney World operates when he admitted, we don't have the authority to close the park down or close the rides. The allegations have been made in a new book uh, called Finding Florida, the, tr- the, the True History of the Sunshine State by investigative journalist Timothy Allman, and extracts which have been pr- uh, published by the Daily Beast. I'll put that up tonight as well. Uh, again, two special... Special laws for special folks, eh? It just depends who you are. Hmm? Also, too, from the forward, it says, is Israel a special case going in through uh, the fact that the U.S. is getting broke and they're always worried about their aid, the U.S. aid to Israel, and is it justified, etc., etc., etc. So I'll put that up tonight for those who want to read that, too. And also, this is quite an interesting article because it's really going full, full stint right now. Will Israel win the energy prize in the Levant Basin, it says. In the Middle East, the world's attention has been diverted by the threat of Iran's nuclear ambitions and the turmoil of the Arab Spring turning into winter in the Arab Muslim heartland. However, another conflict is rapidly emerging over development of vast natural gas fields offshore in the Levant Basin of the eastern Mediterranean, which could transform Israel into a major world energy producer and change the geopolitical landscapes. The stake is who will win control over an energy prize of over 122 trillion cubic feet of natural gas and more than 1.8 billion barrels of recoverable oil, according to estimates of the U.S. Geological Survey. The trigger has been a successful exploratory drilling complete by an Israeli-American consortium called Noble Energy, Inc. of Houston, Texas, and Israeli partner Delic Group, which in 2009-10 discovered more than 26 billion cubic feet of natural gas in several fields offshore in Israel's exclusive economic zone. And it says, it goes on and on and on. And... This one here came out uh, just uh, in April 8th, the 8th. Moses' gift, uh, it says, Moses' gift was Israel could use gas to its advantage. Europe is to a large extent dependent on Russian gas to, uh, supplied by Gazprom. A quarter of Europe's entire gas consumption is provided by Gazprom. As a new player in the market of gas exporters, Cyprus could reduce the European dependency on Russian gas. Golden Meyer once quipped that Moses could have done the Jewish people a better service. He says, to us 40 years through the desert, she said, to bring us to one spot in the Middle East that has no oil. I said years ago that you're going to find stuff under there because those guys, long before they went in there in the 20s and 30s into the 40s, I knew everything on the planet had been surveyed, I guarantee you. And they knew where every darn thing was across the world, even back then. And I said, when the time's ripe, they'll, they'll find it. So today, Golden Meyer's quip has lost its punch, and last week, natural gas began flowing out of Talma, Tamar gas fields discovered off the coast of Israel in January 2009. Tamar and Leviathan, its neighboring gas field, discovered June 2010, are amongst the world's largest recent offshore natural gas discoveries. Remember, Tony Blair was involved in that too. For J.P. Morgan. The Israeli companies controlling the, the fields are even considering exporting gas to neighboring countries. And the geologists assume, assume the commercial oil reserves may lie beneath this gas find. Some analysts say that the Tamar and Leviathan fields might change Israel's position in the geopolitical and energy world, but not just Israel's, it says. 
The Israeli fields are adjacent to the Aphrodite gas field discovered December 2011, which lies in Cypriot territorial waters, less than 25 miles west of Leviathan. And I'm telling you, for the Cyprus banks to go down on cue at the right time when they're broken and all the rest of it, guess who gets to make the deals? The stronger power. Right? Isn't that interesting, eh? The government in Nicosia expects that the results of offshore drilling will confirm later this year that the island is sitting on vast amounts of natural gas worth billions of dollars. The recent banking crisis in Cyprus, the latest episode in the saga of the collapsing euro, came too early for the country to benefit from its uh, future natural gas wealth. It is, however, indicative that Cyprus turned down the European Union's demand that gas reserves be used as collateral for the loans which the EU has just extended to Cyprus. So it goes on and on about Cyprus again and who's demanding what, etc. But it's, it's great. Flatten Cyprus first so that they're, they're the weaker power, right? And they have less negotiating power. And then in comes you-know-who and uh, makes a deal. It's, business is amazing. Business is war, you understand that. And some people's more so, but uh, business is war. As we go into our, our planned decadence and dysfunction so that we can get all managed by government and the state, just like the H.E. Well said, eventually they'll manage everything in our lives from birth to death because we'll be helpless, you see, and stupid and dysfunctional. Well, we are. We're brought down to that today. It's most folk are if they watch television. Here's an article here. It says, It's easier to model as a man than a woman. This is Casey Leclerc. Uh, the first female to be signed as a male model on her knack for gender bending. I'll put that up for you as it really pushes us to the hyper limits, of course, because that's what it's all about, the hyper limits. And also, this is the NSA data center front and center in debate over liberty, security and privacy. And it says 25 miles due south of Salt Lake City, a massive construction project is nearing completion. The heavily secured site belongs to the National Security Agency. The Spy Center, that's what some of the locals like Jasmine Widmer, who works at Bluffdale Sandwich Shop, told Fox News. The team is part of an eight-month investigation into data collection and privacy rights that will be broadcast Sunday at 9 p.m. ET called Fox News Reporting, Your Secrets Out. The NSA says the Utah Data Center is a facility for the intelligence community that will have a major focus on cyber security. That means they also attack everybody else like me, of course, and I can't even get to attack, attached to my satellite or something. But it says the industry will neither confirm nor deny specifics. So that's going on too, and they're going to build another massive one for Homeland Security, I see. Massive multi-billion dollar construction. Welcome to the future. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. I'm back cutting through the matrix. And, of course, as people are degenerated further and further with the TV stuff that they watch and the massive culture machine and culture-changing machine, what we call Hollywood and, and television and the rest of it, uh, people are really becoming dysfunctional, of course, like the, the one I mentioned, too, about uh, the transgender models and all the rest of it's going full steam ahead. And it's, we're supposed to celebrate it like it's a happy thing. But well, why? You know, and of course, of course, this is a political right way too. If you don't celebrate, I guess you're a bad person. 
But um, this is the new system we're in. It's a new form of mind control. Everyone's mind control, of course, today. And, and to being politically correct, you've got to be politically correct on everything or, or you get targeted and probably get a psyche evaluation. I'm not kidding about that either. They're already testing people in Scotland and other countries in the EU uh, from, from the age of a few months for psychology examinations right through their whole lives. And this article says that PT parents protest sex ed material in the U.S. is I'm not sure what's actually in Washington State, but it says McMurray, an overflow audience attended Monday's meeting of Peters Township School Board to address parents' concerns about a program on human growth and development that's being taught in the middle school. This is what they call it, human growth and development. And this woman says, um, it says uh, she's been a resident for the township for seven years, Jennifer Alexander. She says, I'm a proud of my three boys and I know what's best for them. Alexander told the board, adding she found some of the items, including the human growth and development supplemental material, was not suitable for some fifth graders. Particularly objectionable, Alexander said it was a list of websites that referred middle school students to various sites. That particular reference was removed from the fifth grade curriculum and was not referred to in any classroom instruction. Because they're actually teaching them porno now. I mean, the reason actually real porno is educational. Alexander said she also objected to descriptions of bestiality. It's getting pushed bestiality in this curriculum. Masturbation and group sex. She also objected to a listing that has been removed, giving Mary Jo Porjuski's name and telephone number. Porjuski is a nurse, educator, speaker and trainer who oversees a teen outreach, outreach through Washington Hospital. However, the curriculum at Peters Township is currently taught by educators from the district. Porjuski attended the meeting but did not speak publicly. And um, it says the district has used the material provided through teen outreach for 20 years. Each parent must sign a permission slip for the student to be included in the program. Those who opt not to sign will have their their student assigned to another activity. Classes are not uh, a full or half semester. Participating fifth graders attend only two 40-minute classes, and sixth graders attend three 40-minute classes during the school year. But here they are teaching them group sex and everything. Orgies. Bestiality. Well, when the dysfunction gets worse and worse and worse and folk are eating, eating bodies like that one that cycles read tonight. This is what's all going to go, you know. Then the state will say, not nobody's safe anymore. We need a bigger state and more law enforcement and check every single person out with psychological evaluations. That's what they want. And that's going to, they're going to get what they want. With your help, because you'll watch TV, you see. Also, isn't it a coincidence again, major 7.8 earthquake hit the strikes Iran and leaves hundreds dead. And it follows a 6.1 quake from a week ago. Isn't that amazing? Of course, HARP can do that. Look up the United Nations Weather Warfare Treaties from the 1970s on, where they admit they can cause earthquakes with pinpoint accuracy, in fact, with HARP technologies. Of course, they'd never use it. Eh? <laughs> There's not a weapon they've made they haven't used. That's why they make them. From Hamish from Central Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>